three, two, one, go. That's a challenging third way, or perhaps a fourth way, I don't know, but it, it is a difficult thing to work around because what would it mean for Jesus to be king when there are still other kings? What does it mean for me to be long there already, but still here? Already yeah, the already not yet. And I think that's the that's the challenge of the, the Jesus people. Alright folks, welcome to episode zero of the Live with PB&J podcast. This is just a tester episode that I wanted to work out some kinks and try to understand what it's like to even make a podcast. What is going to follow this is a conversation that Pastor James and I had um, based off of a question and a topic that he brought up and we kind of just went off script and talked. Uh, just a conversation between friends uh, that now we're sharing with you guys. So hopefully it is something that's worthwhile for you all to listen to, um, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, this is Pastor Ben, um, speaking for both Pastor James and I, myself, um, welcoming you to Live with PB&J. All right, everyone. Welcome to the real live PB live with PB and J podcast. This is Pastor Ben, and here's Pastor James. Say hi. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to PB and J. And today, <laughs> I think there's going to be a very interesting topic because I just spoke to Pastor Ben and said I think I want to revisit uh, the post. Uh, episode of what happens now uh, in our nation as a whole. So we're going to visit culture here and we're going to talk about the upcoming elections and also the uh, demonstrations still going on in some of our cities. And uh, how is that tied to our to our uh, to us as a people who are Christians? Pastor Ben, anything you want to say about that? Yeah, that's a huge topic. Um, it looks like I'm just louder than you are. I, I, I have to figure that out. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out this whole mic situation. Man, because I'm looking at the, the mm. little, the, you know, the squiggly lines that okay. tell you for input. Okay. Mine are big. <laughs> Yours are very small. Well, so maybe you paid big for the... Maybe I paid big for this mic. I think <laughs> my mic just might just be louder. Yeah. But um, I'll figure it out in post. But yeah. So... While we're preparing for a conversation with the law, uh, about the law, and then another conversation about the prophets, mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps a conversation about reading biblical poetry, um, that's what we have in store. We figured we'd pepper in some discussions about what's going on at the in the world at large. Mm -hmm. um, it is still very much COVID-19, um, and the world is a weird place. It's even more strange, I think, obviously. Mm -hmm in obvious ways than it was prior to COVID. We were too busy to notice, I think, a lot of the things. Yes. I don't know, the world's weird, I think. 
I flew back from the Philippines uh, March the 12th. And the day before that was when the World Health Organization uh, made it into a pandemic. And uh, ever since then, obviously, we as a church have, have, have decided to do things online, as most churches have and still are doing. So uh, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. But uh, part of the reason why I want to revisit this is because uh, I don't know what your thoughts are in light of the many things happening uh, to us as a nation. And uh, with elections uh, close to 70 plus days from now, and also the uh, issues uh, confronting our nation as a whole in, in terms of where we are with social justice and all mm -hmm. that. So that's a topic we are going to discuss mm -hmm. today. So Ben, uh, between our last topic of uh, when you visited this, I think, two or three months ago. Has things improved? I think the jury's still out on that. Okay. Um, also, disclaimer, I'm relatively new to the conversation of, of social justice mm -hmm. and um, being aware about what's going on in the world. I, I think, I don't think there's enough honesty coming from people my age and people younger or older mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to say that I really don't know what's going on, but I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I come from, a, I come from, we come from a, a kind of culture where emotions are the things that are not trusted. And so when I feel a certain way about something, it's like a deep conviction, even past my knowledge, mm -hmm. even more than I don't, I might feel strongly a certain way about something. Um, uh, in a way that's kind of outrun my my full understanding of the thing, mm -hmm. so I would just want to temper my my, mm -hmm. my conversation here with I recognize that I'm I'm not a I'm not a pundit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know a lot about ancient biblical languages, and that's <laughs> that's sure. the area of mm -hmm. my expertise. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's interesting for the it's an interesting place for the church to be in terms of. Uh, I think there are divisions in the church that we did not have eyes to see prior to this flare-up uh, of, mm -hmm. of, uh, of events. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to, to hear from you what you think some of those things that are, are coming out, or maybe you don't feel the same way. Well, my, my thoughts are this. Uh, Given the situation now compared to when it was still fresh in the minds of people, what happened the last week of May, the unfortunate episode that happened to George Floyd, things have somewhat, at least in many cities, have kind of scaled down. And, and what I don't like, though, is that uh, what was supposed to be a peaceful protest, now we have serious rioting where there's violence attached to it. And if you ask me what George Floyd might think about that, or maybe his family, we haven't heard from them, obviously. Yeah. And, and, but I think that uh, violence, I think, be begets violence. And yeah. it's not going to, to resolve or, or help the issue. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I, I definitely do want to hear 
mm-hmm. that perspective mm-hmm. that protests have turned violent. I, I, I wonder if, I wonder what you make of that though. Mm-hmm. What, what, what might have like in your mind, what, why, why did violence break out of protests? I do not, I, I have not interviewed somebody why they would resort to something like this because yeah. for me there's no place in trying to do physical harm to somebody who disagrees with you or maybe whose platform does not coincide with what you have in mind. There's sure. no place for it. There's no point in... in, in, in uh, destroying property there's just no place for that and when they say that it was supposed to be a peaceful protest i'm thankful for those out there who who do not uh embrace this kind of of of, uh approach to protesting and i'm I'm thankful for those who, who stop others from going on that in that direction but but like any good thing, sometimes it can be hijacked with yeah. by by certain elements that would uh, destroy and 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 just. I, I mean, the purpose of that was to really uh, bring to fore the needed social justice, and it's unfortunate that what happened to George Floyd and others like Breonna Taylor and uh, and and similar personalities yeah. were unjustly treated and uh, certainly there are reforms that needs to be done with those in 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 the in the uh, with those who are who are supposed to yeah. safeguard our yeah. communities uh, certainly there has to be reforms there but at the same time on the other side of things too uh, it does not help and it makes people more suspicious yes what the intent really is yeah so that, that's where i i stand on yeah from things. from your from your response it i can tell that you and i both know that the elephant in the room is that this is a pretty prickly subject for for mm-hmm. christians or for pastors to talk about who lead congregations mm-hmm. um maybe pivoting maybe mm-hmm. pivoting the discussion there's a, so much i wanted to ask about pacifism and things like that, but let's sidetrack the conversation for a little bit. Um, uh, I know certain folks, you've been a pastor for uh, quite some time now. I know, I know people who uh, have recently entered the pastor ship or recently become a pastor into full-time pastoral ministry. I, I know that uh, being political, quote unquote, being quote unquote political is a it's almost like an unspoken taboo that you're not supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what your take on that is. Uh, well, I don't think that I'm never going to use the pulpit to voice my my concerns about politics, where where I think so. But it's very hard to avoid it because yeah. no matter what, you got to take a stand. And how does that square yeah, with yeah, your so Christianity? Uh, yeah. So how does that square with your Christianity? Is the thing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. you uh, partly I'm asking for myself because uh, I, <clears throat> it's no secret that I have a lot of opinions on things, um, and following convictions, it can be really hard as a pastor to follow mm-hmm. follow your conviction because of how it will be received or fallout mm-hmm. or whether or not you're being too quote unquote political. Um, and you said 
just now that you will never use the pulpit to, what did you say, endorse? Yeah, endorse maybe a candidate or, okay. or, or who to vote for. Okay. Uh, people say, well, because if not, then your 501c3 will be taken away from you, but that's not my reason for doing so. Can you explain what that is for the folks? Well, 501c3 means uh, it's a tax exemption, and being a tax exemption, uh, that's the status of where our church is, or all religious organizations, because we're not a money-making uh, organization. We are not. Yeah. So uh, if you're not a money-making organization, then you, you cannot uh, be talking about uh, who to vote for. And, and besides, I, I think that uh, our people are smart enough to know uh, who they should vote for and uh, what their convictions are. I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, impose my convictions on them, but certainly they can come visit with me and we can yeah. have some dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, but, but when I say I don't want to use the pulpit because the pulpit for me is exhorting your people yeah, it, uh, from from what God's word has to say. Yeah, and I because yeah. when you said that's that, a tricky thing because because yeah. when, when you when you talk about well, what does God think about certain situation? And, and God cannot just be confined to to what we do on a given Sunday or for in our Bible studies. He covers all things. Yeah. yeah. See, I, when you said that, I I heard a tension in your statement. When you not in your voice, but in the mm -hmm. statements where mm -hmm. you said you'll never use the pulpit to, to, quote unquote, act politically. Maybe would you say mm -hmm. that? Yeah. But at the same time, or endorse, or a endorse a candidate, mm -hmm. endorse a particular candidate. Um, but on the flip side, immediately after you followed with, it's it's actually really difficult to, to do. <laughs> Simply because here, here's the thing. Um, much as you don't want to use the pulpit, and I will never use the pulpit, by the way, but... To what? Uh, to endorse a particular person. What uh, about to I critique? Think, who, who I think should, who you should vote for. What about to critique? Critique, well, it's almost like when you critique somebody. If you're critiquing somebody, then you're going to critique... Criti in critiquing someone, then... The flip side of that is you're endorsing someone else. Instead yeah, but of that, that but that's that's but that's a yeah. logical fallacy, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't have to like either of them if you critique one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If if I don't like pickles, I mean, we, we, we can talk about yeah. it here. But but I think that that for the most part, uh, well, pickles can't answer back. <laughs> sure. I mean, but let's say if I, we're talking about burger toppings. Okay, sure. this is a very trivial, yeah. very trivial analogy. But mm -hmm. if we're talking about burger toppings. To say that I don't like pickles doesn't mean that I'm endorsing hot chili peppers. Correct. It, yeah, it, yeah. it just means that I don't like pickles. Yeah. It's a matter of taste. Yeah. Also, I don't know. This is, this is sort of where it becomes very difficult for me. And I admit that I have been headstrong here. Mm -hmm. Or I can be headstrong at times. Or mm -hmm. um, uh, when I'm thinking about comporting yourself in politics... Um, when we say, I don't mean to be political, mm -hmm. I don't know what people mean by that mm -hmm. or that you, you cannot bring religion into politics. And I, that's just, I, I might understand politics in a different way than most people. When I'm thinking of politicality, I'm, I'm using it in the sense that I exist in society Mm -hmm. with other people and we're mm -hmm. political bodies we have to comport ourselves in relation to one another regardless mm -hmm. of what i think is 
polite or kosher. Mm. Um, so and people say things like Jesus was not political or Jesus was political. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure I, anybody knows what we mean by those things. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if somebody were to say to you, Pastor James, Jesus w was political or Jesus was not political, how, how, how do you hear that? Well, what does my, that mean? My, my response to that is there was one episode where I think the, the religious leaders of his day, well, what motivation they had for telling him that Herod was out for him. The response was very simple. Go tell that fox. I yeah. mean, the, there, there's, because Herod was the king. Yeah. And said, go tell that fox. And, and Is that Mark? I, I'm not sure which, which okay. it's in one of the gospels, but he said, go tell that fox. But I mean, Jesus was saying that he's not going to allow himself to be threatened by any political leader for he was busy going about yeah. doing God's work. Yeah, uh, you know, fulfilling uh, what God's kingdom required, something to that effect. Yeah, and so uh, my take on that interpret my interpretation of that is, uh, he didn't have time to sit down and, and talk about what's happening. He just did what he did, what was in front of him. Uh, healing people, uh, teaching them, and. Uh, and going about what he knew to be his father's will. Yeah. It's almost as if one can do the father's will or that Jesus could comport himself without reference to his own politicality. Mm. Um, and politics not meaning here government legislation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. Because yeah. in reality, even in regular day, regular speak, when we talk about you're getting political, we're not usually talking about a law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're usually talking about a statement that that, that's getting a little too close to a conviction I hold dear. Mm -hmm. Right? And th those are politi that's what it means to be political, is that we exist mm -hmm. in, in, ne in network with people. Um, so when Jesus would say the kingdom of heaven is here, uh, or is at hand, or is at hand, or is near. The kingdom of God is here. Does people will say maybe that that is political or that it's not political? Mm -hmm. I have a harder time seeing that it's not political than I do seeing that it is political. Does that make sense? Yes, but but can you ex expound on that further, maybe, or explain yeah. why you think I, that it is? So. <laughs> One thing that we do as modern Christians is that we we Christianize so many things. We take for granted how how uh, caught up in a Christianese world we live in, mm -hmm. where things like salvation means uh, personal salvation at the sinner's prayer, um, or or something like that, or uh, how how being or having faith in the kingdom of heaven is having faith in eternal life, mm -hmm. like pie in the sky type deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but Jesus came into a world where the word kingdom of heaven has meaning, okay. has meaning that's caught up mm -hmm. in, in the present day world. We mm -hmm. might not have kingdoms as such, mm -hmm. but they very much did. They were, mm -hmm. they were under imperial Roman rule mm -hmm. with one and the, the, you know, that that's not 
in English, it's in Greek, possibly Aramaic, mm -hmm. right? And so to call the Greek word for Lord is kurios. Mm -hmm. uh, and to call Jesus kurios is to, to challenge Caesar, the kurios, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so th that's political, okay. which is, and it seems that much of the gospels are very aware of the political landscape of mm -hmm. the first century mm -hmm. where the, the, the tumultuousness of the, the, re, the, the rebellion, that Jerusalem was a city always about to pop off into revolt. Um, and they stood on very shaky ground with, a tent, with, uh, with Herod, or with Pilate, sorry. And so for Jesus to say those things, it wasn't simply on a spiritual register. There was a very real embodied register. Jesus chose very specific words to use. He, he challenged temple authorities. He, he sat with the poor. He sat with people on the outs. Mm -hmm. Jesus saying that he is the son of God or Jesus claiming mm -hmm. to be doing the will of the father and then going to all the places where the established religious mm -hmm. authorities would say, no, no, you don't go there. It's dirty. Those are political statements, it seems to me. Well, come to think of it, he had a follower there who was one of the... Uh, Co-conspirators. Co-conspirators, uh, and... and uh, that did not like him. Uh, he would never, and, and many times, uh, much as I think, he didn't want to have anything to do with with the political situation in in his in his in his life when he was here. Can you Earth. clarify that? Well, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I never heard for once him speaking against the Roman authorities of his day. He actually went against his own people. Exactly. He, he went against the religious establishment, and the religious establishment politicized the situation that led to his crucifixion. What they did was, uh, you are right about the fact that Jerusalem was a very tumultuous place, and Caesar in Rome was not happy. Where uh, The Pax Romana was out. Uh, they wanted the, the, the nations under their care do not have any rebellion at all because but the Jews did not want to be known as a conquered people that's yeah. a problem so uh, they thought that the, the kind of Messiah they wanted was somebody was going to come and that did away with the Roman authorities yeah. well lo and behold yeah. Jesus did not give in to their yeah so it sounds like what you're saying that Jesus wasn't concerned with politics in that his mission was to overthrow one regime for another regime Exactly. As, as, such, as such. As yeah, such. That uh, was not his goal. When he said the kingdom of God is in you or upon you, my thinking of that is irrespective of the geography or what context we're living yeah, in. Yeah, what borders are... He's not confined to that. He said God's kingdom is on you. And yeah. Mean. Yeah, and so yeah. I, and I might... Because that it sounds to me that Jesus's mission was primarily theological. Would you say, or or maybe? Because the material would be the political mm -hmm. world, right? Mm -hmm. the, Correct. The, he he did not come to make good men better or bad people good. That was not his mission. Yeah, it was to proclaim God's kingdom, and and that he is he was the he's the Messiah that's yeah. right here before you. But see, they, they wanted a different one. And when that did not make sense to them, 
they yeah, did away with him. He was a miracle him. worker, he did this and did that, but, but uh, why was it that the religious leaders of his day, every time the crowd seems to be going with him, it was a threat to their own survival. Yeah. Because he wasn't one of them. In fact, the accusations would always go something like this. If he was really who he claims to be, why is he doing these things? Sure. <laughs> why is he dining with the outcasts? Why is yeah. he I mean, people who would never be welcomed into the temple were the kind of people he loved and embraced. Yeah. yeah. And so it seems to me that... He wants to hang out with a tax collector or somebody yeah. working in the red light list. Prostitutes. Yeah, prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... That's why there's an inherent politicality to Jesus that I think that... Without him intending to. But I, still, it, it, it kind of, yeah. Sure. Or maybe there, there actually is a very overt politicality to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We just have to learn the category of how he is being political. Mm -hmm. It seems like Jesus wasn't content with overthrowing Rome to put the Jews in the Roman position or to put the zealots, mm -hmm. or to put any of the Sadducees or Pharisees or the temple cult. Mm -hmm. Jesus' whole deal was to set up a, a third kingdom altogether. A third kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, the people of God or the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that is a political body in and of itself, irrespective mm -hmm. of Caesar or Caiaphas. Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's a, that's a challenging third way or perhaps a fourth way, I don't know. But it, it is a difficult yeah. thing to work around because mm -hmm. what would it mean for Jesus to be king when there are still other kings? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean for me to be long there already, but still here? Mm -hmm. The already not yet. The, yeah, the already not yet. And I think that's the, that's the challenge of the, the Jesus people is to live there. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's no way I can understand being a pa maybe you can correct me here because I have experience I I need experience and uh, understanding there but there's no way that I can at least from my perspective see what it's like to be a follower of Jesus or or furthermore to be a pastor and not comport myself politically um, but that doesn't mean choosing Sides. a side because really that only makes sense in in America and maybe the UK, <laughs> you know, where, or Canada, like modern westernized states with a, a kind of like a presidential system, yeah. uh, democratic republic. There, that's the that's the word I was looking for. Um, that I wherever wherever the people of God will find themselves, they serve a king. Like, I wonder if right or wrong is just simply not a category for the rest of the world that isn't the church. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how can I expect people who haven't been heard historically, who are not affiliated with the church, maybe in some way they are, maybe they grew up religious or something like that. Uh, I, we need a nuanced take on this.
I'm going to bring back the message you have given over the last two Sundays in a row and way, way beyond that. I, I, your, your message, I, I think, is spot on when you talked about how the Jews were exiled to Babylon and, and whereas the false prophets would give the people of God promises or God's covenant people back then promises, no, we're going to be fine. God's going to take care of us. The genuine prophets were saying, no, you are going to get exiled, but so I want you to pray for your enemies. I want you to pray for your conquerors. Go with yes. them, build houses, plant vineyards, and pray for the prosperity your conquerors. Yeah. Well, that, that did not sound really well. Yeah, it didn't sound... <laughs> it didn't sound well. <clears throat> now, uh, I think the parallel to, for me at least in the New Testament, in the time, in the time of the Lord Jesus here, is that well you're 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 under the empire of rome he did not for once to my understanding cause them to rebel against rome in fact he predicted that that the day was going to come when their conquerors are going to destroy and burn 70 AD and burn the temple which took place in 70 AD under general titus yeah uh, there seems to be something amongst the religious that that they think we uh, always want to live in comfort and security. Well, my comfort and security is not in my situation or, or the kind of house I yeah. want to be in. My comfort is in, and security is irrespective of the condition I'm living in. Jesus is still Lord. Yeah, and that's, I think that's where my comfort is. It's not about geography and that, where I am. Yeah, that that yeah. becomes a really hard reality to work out. In the West, it is. In the West, because we, yeah, in the West for a very long, especially if you live in America, mm -hmm. the most economically and militaristically dominant power mm -hmm. in the twenty and twenty first mm -hmm. century, mm -hmm. um, uh, we are we are powerful, mm -hmm. and the church has flourished here. Um, and um, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but I feel as though the church has grown wild in America because of because of its comfort. Mm -hmm. That that might, and it. I always get criticized for being. Uh, I'm always criticizing the things that I grew up with or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's the ones I know the most. Okay. I, I'm aware of my faults here. Mm -hmm. It's uh, your limitations, yeah, and my limitations here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know where we've gone wrong, and I, I, I want to own up to them. And this is not me wagging my finger like I'm holier than everybody who hasn't done this, but is that I've I've participated in the the, the powerful Western American church, mm -hmm. and that that sounds like an alarmist thing. I feel like it might sound like an alarmist thing to people that oh the the American church has to burn or something. I don't, I live here and I still have to be a part of it. Uh, I would like for it to reform. Uh, I feel like I really want to embody the reformation ideal of always reforming, mm -hmm. but you cannot reform if you cannot identify the issues. Mm -hmm. You you told me to watch The Promise recently and uh, Emre Ogan, or the, he's the Turk, Turkish friend in medical school mm -hmm. for Mikael, yeah. right? Uh, and he was using the Turkish name, uh -huh. his his rich parents' name, yeah. to to um, 
actually became the hero. He actually yeah. became a hero because he stood. He was yeah, he was. Lamb, yeah. He was just, yeah, he sacrificed. He he laid down rights. He mm-hmm. risked his own. He didn't just risk. Uh, uh, his father's advice. Yeah, he didn't just risk uh, a, a more uh, uh, like a mental political ideal. Mm-hmm. He didn't just risk saying something. Mm-hmm. He risked a political body mm-hmm. in an, a political act. Mm-hmm. He laid it down, and. What was challenging to me is that he was given, the, if you so this is a movie called The Promise, and it takes place during the Armenian genocide, and so there's these two medical students. One is Armenian, one is Turkish, which are the two sides, and uh, the Turkish man is given the the military exemption, mm-hmm. whereas the Armenian man, their classmates, didn't. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, didn't get the exemption. And uh, uh, he says something like, I'm supposed to go to medical school. Oh, because somebody says that the Armenians are like a, a tumor that we have to excise. Mm-hmm. And so he says, then let me go to medical school and let him go to medical school because we cannot take out the tumor if we don't know how to identify it. Right. And, wow. and there's an idea there that if we are not actively thinking about wild growth, or dangerous or malignancies in our in our bodies mm-hmm. if the if the political church or the bo- the political body of the church in America can be considered a body then there may be things that need to be removed mm-hmm. uh, that's but not in a genocidal way but in in a way that we have to be able to yeah. identify what's really dangerous mm-hmm. um, and there's some ways of thinking that I think the American church has grown quite wild in because we're we're accustomed to having plenty and options. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, too. Uh, I mean, it's no secret that every political party, why do you think they want the evangelical vote? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. Of course, they want the... Anybody would like to have a yeah. certain block, you know. Uh, I, I mean, that's no secret out there. But I'm going to answer it for you. Why? It's because okay. it's the numbers. It's the numbers. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. But I think... Uh, uh, here's the thing, and I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here. Do it, Pastor uh, James. If, do it. If, however, uh, things go contrary to what we desire, what now? Can you still say with certainty that God is still supreme or reign supreme, irrespective of which political party you are in, and and it goes contrary to your expectation? Yeah. I mean, my, my comfort and my security doesn't lie with whoever's in the White House. I mean, sure, it's great if he passes, if he passes mm-hmm. laws that uh, coincide with my personal convictions. Let me put it that way. But what happens now if it goes contrary to my expectations? Yeah. So what are you going to do now? I, I mean, uh, and, and I always say, well... There's no one party that has a corner on the White House. We like will, to think it so. It will change. It will change. Congress, Senate, it's going to change. But my comfort is not, and security is not with people. Once I put my, my thing there, it's going to leave me very confused. Let me say that now. It's going to leave you confused. And now there may even be some who will be wondering, you know, how come God did not do something? <laughs> Does God care about these things? Yeah, and, and to be honest, this is where it gets very difficult, is that the, the kind of, 
the kind of safety that's found in comporting yourself in just political theory, there's safety there if we were just talking about political theory because there's no praxis. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be worked out. Mm -hmm. But what we know about, okay, maybe not all of us know, maybe I'm still learning, I'm definitely still learning, but when we talk about uh, taking the those kinds of political ideas to the fields, mm -hmm. sometimes it gets really easy. Sometimes it's really easy to get, uh, to get messed up by the actual structures that we have to, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, it's not enough to just say that our trust is not in any particular party. Mm -hmm. Um, the parties still hold the power. They hold the power, but, uh, behind those powers are also the human beings that, yes. uh, you know, uh, for the most part are fallen. Like the rest of yeah. Us. Yes. And uh, that's, that, that is not to say that God doesn't use them. We have to remember that when God promised that uh, after 70 years of exile, they're going to go back to their land. He can work in the heart of kings who are, who are, who are, who doesn't even know who Yahweh is. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs 21 is a, is a favorite of mine. You know, God works in the hearts of kings and turns it wherever he wishes. You know, I mean, the, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. He can turn it wherever he wishes. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, we're the creatures. He's the creator. So irrespective of who holds the keys to the White House, hey, God is still God for me. Yeah. And, and we must be about the master's business. And... And, and people often wonder, why is it that churches in China, maybe, behind, behind uh, some of the most uh, nations where, where uh, they don't have the kind of evangelicalism that the United States has? Why are they prospering, not materially, but spiritually? even if it, if it comes at the cost of their lives. I, I'm, I wonder about that, but I think I have the answer. It's uh, because, it is because uh, they don't confine themselves in the box. I mean, to say their comfort doesn't lie, and well, we hope there's going to be a you know, Christian president or all that. Yeah. Nothing of that sort. Uh, uh, here, that it's about, you know, doing the will of God. There's, there's such, yeah. there's such a, there's such a strange way that um, when Paul talks about the powers, I think that the powers are are hard at work in the minds of in the minds of the American public, as they are in every other in every other nas national sphere. I'm sure that the powers are alive and well. I just live in America, so I, I I'm a little more yeah. familiar with that. I I cannot speak for what's going on in Putin's Russia. Mm -hmm. um, we just got put on an FBI watch list for saying that, mm -hmm. um, but. <laughs> uh, I know what goes on in America more or less. I get the, the gestalt, I get the feeling mm -hmm. um, that we actually swing back and forth pretty easily. Mm -hmm. That um, the powers are the powers really do benefit when we're f when we're stuck um, leaving all of our politicality mm -hmm. to a vote every four years mm -hmm. on one side of the aisle or the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, if you don't keep to my expectations in the next four years, I'm going to change you. Yeah, and, and that's interesting so, because Jesus yeah. Jesus was very aware of Rome. Sure, he was yeah. aware of Pilate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and Jesus comported himself outside of elections mm -hmm. politically. Yeah, he aligned himself 
with convictions, not just waiting for legislation to pass mm -hmm. that he could live with. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and then render unto God that which is God's. It's not just about taxes, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like Paul, Jesus there is being as cheeky as he can mm -hmm. with, there's an image on that coin, yeah. that's Caesar's, take it. Yeah. But on every human being is my image, so yeah. the whole deal is mine. Yes. Um, and, and they were using that in order for what? To trap him. To trap him. Yeah. To trap him that's as a treasonous person. Saying, yeah. yeah. That's why I was saying. They politicized. Political, yeah. They politicized it and, and uh, to corner him. In fact, their, their threat against, against Pilate himself that if you turn this man loose, you, you yeah. are no friend of Caesar's. So yeah. You say, <laughs> yes. you know what? We're going to have you change. Yeah. And you're going to have to. And I, I think the pressure, in spite of his wife telling him, have nothing to do with that man. Of the righteous, yeah. because I had a dream of him last night, and, and, and it wasn't good. Still, he pursued it because he gave in to the crowd. So, yeah. so there, there was politics in there, yeah. the pressure of it. And yeah. mm -hmm. if, if there's anything I know about Jesus, is that if there are two obvious solutions to us, Jesus always chooses the one that pleases neither. Mm -hmm. um, who, uh, who, will who's, uh, who is she going to be married to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no marriage in heaven. Yeah. He didn't answer any, yeah. he did yeah. not answer the question. Uh, he, he gave a third way that was challenging to both of them. Mm -hmm. it, it challenged both of their ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so um, if I'm critical of one side, the, the, the same fallacy happens where it must mean that I love the other side. Mm -hmm. No, it not actually is the case. Not, it, yeah. And for me, it definitely isn't the case. Mm -hmm. Um, it, which is just means that it's it's challenging to be because um i don't know is there a moral weight attached to votes i think there can be sometimes <laughs> there can there can be but it is not the all it's not the be all. be all end all yeah, yeah of course yeah. um but uh it's even this thing that jesus will push harder on mm -hmm. so you may legislate something or you may have a conviction of a vote um but what is, uh, or like you may, you may do the physical, tangible act of voting one way, mm -hmm. um, but still harbor something else completely different. Right? Jesus might say, you might never have committed a murder, mm -hmm. but if you've been angry at a brother for any reason, mm -hmm. you've done it. Exactly. And, and no, no different from, from somebody who may have never committed the act of adultery. Yeah. But nonetheless, in your thoughts, you may have. And yeah. So, and so uh, it seems that... Uh, because... Here's the thing, and, and remember the Sermon on the Mount, I, I think, was a, uh, Jesus said it's not about externals. It's never been about outward things. And not to say that he was diminishing the external, but he was saying it's much, it goes much deeper than that. Uh, it goes straight down to the heart. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if this is going to, to make some sense. Uh, Jonathan Edwards' classic book is on the religious affections. Uh, when the great uh, awakening took place in this nation before, uh, there was so much excesses on, on one side that they thought that everything, like, like people uh, shouting, rolling on the floor, uh, they thought that that was the work of God. And then the other side said, uh, no, you know, that's the work of, the, of, of uh, just uh, phony and, and then Edwards took the middle road he never sided with either side yeah. 
but explain to them the way the Spirit of God works. So, so here's a guy that, that did not, was not out to please anyone's side because he said every time the work of God is done, you know, the, there's always the duplication of the enemy to come. And he, he proved it from scriptures. I mean, that's why that work is still around as a way of trying to discern true spirituality. Yeah. So, so now, now in, in here, you, you know, uh, like you were saying, just because you don't vote for a particular thing, does that mean that the contrary of that is the position you're going to take? Not necessarily, because there may be a middle way in addressing this. Yeah. Things. And I want people to think for themselves, you know, uh, just because you, your, your conviction differs from mine, sure, it would be great to have a discussion, but but doesn't mean that, that uh, you know, you, you talking about cancel culture, then you know what, I'll have nothing to do yeah. with you because you don't think the same way, do you, or your convictions are not mine, you know, so. I mean, there's a... I do want people to think for themselves, but I also want renewing of the mind. Do you, do you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes thinking for yourself is so isolative mm-hmm. and it's not held up in a larger network. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think for myself, I might think that racism doesn't exist in America. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It, Cause okay. it might not affect my experience. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it doesn't, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, that way when I look at protest, mm-hmm. And I see that there's violence being perpetrated by by some protesters, possibly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. I might go, yeah, they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know what it's like to be them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know? Do you see what I'm saying? Is that mm-hmm. I, I there's a there's a way that my mind can be held captive into thinking that um, I cannot even understand why that is happening. I'll just say it's morally wrong and I sh- it shouldn't happen, mm-hmm. right? But the material cause mm-hmm. of that, at least recently, you might say that mass media is doing that. Or you might say everybody just hates uh, the current president, Don, Donnie Trump. It, it might be any of those things. Mm-hmm. But there's a, the people themselves are saying this is a material cause, a, a material result mm-hmm. of, of material structural racism. Mm-hmm systematic racism and police brutality on racial grounds and those are there's that is what is being said Mm -hmm. um and i've heard plenty of people just say none of that is real and okay maybe but i just don't think it's as easy as well do they just pull out those issues off the top of their head here's the thing and the church Uh, is very responsible here here's the thing too uh, you get information be, be, which comes out of the filter of television and sometimes the, the commentators too. And I always say, uh, for example, when I, when, I, when I hear something said about me in a negative way, uh, the first thing I always tell myself is, where is that source coming from? And then uh, if I know that the source is coming from somebody totally unreliable, whether it's spoken against me or someone else, I just tend to, di- to dismiss it. But if I know that the source is coming from somebody really who I know to be truly reliable, then there's, there's merit to it. Yeah. Now, uh, the sad state of our news today is that there's more 
commentary than there is about and truth. Y- yeah, yes. You know, some, but, but there was one journalist, I think, who said it so well, but this guy lived back then. And he said, uh, comments are free. But he said, truth is sacred. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I mean, I was stunned by what he said, but, but it's true. Uh, he said, comments are a dime a dozen. And sometimes we take comments to be, quote, unquote, venues when it's nothing more than just opinions, you know. Uh, opinions are free. They're, they're a dime a dozen, but uh, truth is sacred, he said. And... Uh, what do I make about what's happening in, in some of our major cities? Well, uh, do I want to see guys ending up in hospitals because they've been beaten up? Uh, uh, certainly, certainly no. I think uh, that's the thing. When, when I mean, when we resort to those things instead of sitting down and, and doing some dialogue, uh, then, then it's not helping at all. It's not helping at all. Then, then what happens is you have given yourself, uh, to, to, you've given the opportunity for people to perceive you wrongly. I think uh, instead of, but 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 then the the, the 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 pushback at me is that well we've been trying to have a dialogue but nobody listens. So you know what? Maybe we we'll resort to this to get people's attention. No, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. And so, like, I wonder if right or wrong is just simply not a category for the rest of the world that isn't the church. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how can I expect people who haven't been heard historically, who are not affiliated with the church, maybe in some way they are, maybe they grew up religious mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, I, we need a nuanced take on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think the church should respond, resort to violence, mm-hmm. but that hasn't been held by every church throughout history. John mm-hmm. Calvin himself resorted to violence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. you know there's, there's, there's things like that. Dietrich Bonhoeffer participated in a very violent mm-hmm. assassination plot yeah, in the name of Jesus. And so, I'm not saying that that the protests and violence that ensues at the protests are being done in the name of Jesus, uh, and they're they're or drag his name. Yeah, or drag his name. So I I just think that we need a nuanced take. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. I'm a Jesus follower, and I live in America. And America has a history, whether I like it or not. Whether or not that implicates my favorite party or not, whether because it's going to, nobody's hands are clean in this country. Um, you have so many scandals. Mm-hmm. They, that's what governments get up to. People in power do that, yeah. um, and it doesn't matter if they're going to cross their heart over the Bible or not, uh, or or things like that. Yeah. That if I know anything about politics. It's performative, it's publicity, it's popularity, and it's entertainment. It is, it, we'll, we'll talk about Michelle Obama's dress before we start addressing war crimes or things like that. Uh, uh, or one side will address war crimes and the other side will be, oh, that's so beautiful, her dress is so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the others will make fun of Melania and, and they don't want to dress... Mm-hmm things yeah. that are you know it, it's it's whoever, a farce whoever, whoever my fave is okay if i have a fave then you know what i'm gonna crush the other side yeah and, you know and, and there's no there's just no uh i don't know what to make of it to be honest yeah it reveals to me more about the person saying it 
as opposed to the person that person is talking about. I mean, you have just revealed to me the kind of person you are by saying that. Yeah. And not really about, you know, the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like when, when we're thinking about something like the 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 thing of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. This is so this at our church this is very very controversial. Mm-hmm. It's controversial. And uh lo and behold it's generational the divide. Mm-hmm. More more than anything else. Mm-hmm. The generational thing is the divide. Mm-hmm. Um and it's very hard to hold sustained at length conversations mm-hmm. without flitting to a different non-related topic mm-hmm. that is not non-related, it's in the network of rel- related ideas, but we'll flit back and forth. So it, mm-hmm. uh, I was in a conversation recently, we weren't even talking about this, we were talking about inerrancy. Mm-hmm. And I was just asking questions. And every time I'd ask a question, I would just get quoted at another scripture, which itself has issues and mm-hmm. things that we sure. need to... And so we kept just talking about different passages of scripture, but we're not focusing in on what their conclusion is. Yeah. And that is the same thing that happens in a thing like George Floyd. Yes, there are protests. Yes, there are violent protests. But is there police brutality? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there is none, then what is happening is nonsensical, Mm -hmm. right? It's a made-up ploy. But if it is true, Mm -hmm. that means as followers of Jesus, I need to know how to comport myself in a world where there is order being brought by the police, like Romans 13, Mm -hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but also all of acts, <laughs> all of acts towards Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul has room to talk about. Oh, the Roman government can be very good at establishing order. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, he was on the butt end of mm-hmm. all of the I'll come to think about this bribery he, and corruption. He, he, when he wrote to Timothy, he told him to pray for those who are kings. Yeah, and those of, of uh, in, in positions of authority. And I mean, who was the authority at the time? It's Nero. For yes, now. yes, <laughs> yes. To pray for him. Pray for what? <laughs> You know, yeah. so, so uh, those are very interesting. But, but when I was teaching uh, as an adjunct professor, and one of the topics... Try moving the mic closer a little bit. Okay, but when, we were, uh, when I was teaching in, in, in college as an adjunct professor, I raised the question to my students what they thought about capital punishment. Oh, that's yeah, uh, so, intense. Yeah, yeah, so it, it was pretty intense because we had some folks there who thought that it was morally wrong. Uh, to take the life of somebody, uh, he said, how, how does that resolve things? And then uh, the question I, I, I raised is, I said, uh, why would you say that? Because they said, certainly there, there were individuals who were accused wrongly. And how do you even know that the, the person you're going to to execute? Yeah, and, and Texas is a cap- yeah, yeah. Texas capital punishment. One, yeah, number one. Uh, Wow. So, so uh, tough. I mean, I mean, but it, 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 it you could almost hear a pin drop. Yeah, because it's it's actually so. Here's here's where I think yeah. that some of the challenge for us is is that we have lost mm-hmm. a way of discourse mm-hmm. that the church can no longer function as a moral cor- corrective for its yeah. own self mm-hmm. because it's it's almost ontologically perfect. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it yeah. it is in its very essence above reproach. But it's not, it is so, it is not. uh, uh, All of Christian history reminds us that in very profound ways. Um, And so do I fear that we've gotten it wrong? Constantly. Uh, Because in our, in our history in America, it's, it's many American and, and um, 
English preachers who, who, who crafted the theology of racism. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I might not know anything about political theory or the historical view of racism or whatever like mm -hmm. that, but I do know where it enters into the church life. And it, it entered through European Christianity. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it is, it, it, it is what uh, uh, one nation under God will continue to um, propagate in different forms if we are not careful. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it's on the nose now. Yeah. I think it exists on the nose, which is, um, I forget somebody who said, I prefer a neo-Nazi because... Uh, who, uh, um, uh, 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 who said that? No, uh, I, somebody was reiterating um, Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. So Martin Luther King in his letters to the Birmingham jail, from the Birmingham jail, he's writing to not anybody, he's writing to the church. Mm -hmm. And so he says, my enemy, I'm paraphrasing, but the, the, the real issue is the white moderate who won't, who won't recognize mm -hmm. um, ways that they have been complicit. I, if, if somebody hates me and is going to throw rocks at me, I know they hate me, cool. right? Uh -huh. But the, the white moderate who won't admit for mm. polite sakes. Mm. For politeness. And, and that, that becomes very difficult, that the church cannot function as a corrective because it's so darn offensive. Mm. Um, uh, maybe I need to be offended at some point. I, some, some of us need wake-up calls. I need to recognize that when I was a kid, mm. it was very popular to use racial slurs all the time. Mm. Talk to any of one of our kids here mm. if they don't hear racial slurs all the time. Sure, yeah. Uh, if we don't get made fun sometimes, of for our accent. Sometimes unconsciously. Yeah. Uh, we say things that, uh, that really defines what's inside our heart. For example... Uh, For example, a crime happens at a certain place. One of the questions that often pop up is the question of what kind of ethnicity was the makeup of that individual. Yeah. I mean, as if, as if sin or evil is only present to a particular group of people. Yeah, like it's yeah. genetic or something. I mean, yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, I so, smile at that. Because, it, or, or that for that matter, uh, a particular person or a particular group of people uh, where they're just lazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, and so know, it, the book of Proverbs talks about, <laughs> about hard work and, 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 and you will not get any relief from, from, from the book of Proverbs if you're lazy. Well, it's addressed to all human beings. You know, so, so I, I wish we'd, we'd, we'd get out of that. Yeah. You know, or, or confine certain, certain ethnic groups to, to, and lump them all together. And so here, here you know, so. To, 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 to kind of bring us f full circle from where, because we quickly got off the George mm -hmm. Floyd thing. No, it's still part of it, I think. Yeah, no, it is. But, we yeah. but from the very beginning, we, we ended up talking about, I forget what our first, or what it means to be political. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, uh, there's, there's violence, correct? Mm -hmm. And so we, we can quickly turn to the, the acts of violence that, are, or that will function as symbols mm -hmm. or 
they symbolically mean violence, yeah. like the breaking into of a Nordstrom. I can't imagine how many times I've heard, did you see they broke into a Nordstrom? Nordstrom will be fine. <laughs> Nordstrom will be fine. Mm-hmm. What about the mom and pops? Yeah, that's very tragic that the mom and pops are getting hurt like that. Um, yeah, but also we're shopping at Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. Maybe mom and pops could survive if we stopped <laughs> Shopping at the most convenient place for us. Well, if I don't get anything from Mops and Pops and I didn't really something from Nordstrom, yeah. how do you make, what do you make? <laughs> then I go, then it sounds like there's an issue with what, there's, there's a, uh, like, are our, our, our hands tied? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so there's that kind of violence that's very obvious, the beating up of somebody who doesn't deserve it or things like that. And I get that. But then is, the question is, is that the only kind of violence that can be done? And there's so many studies that have shown that there's emotional violence, there's, there's um, spiritual, you can really do violence to somebody's psyche, uh, and things like that. Uh, there's structural violence, things that are very uh, pointed mm-hmm. at uh, systematic uh, uh, discrimination and things like that we've sure. seen. And so can they exist in structures that uh, seem very harmless? I think I have to have the imagination to say, yes, if I can't see it, I better look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the challenge is that if you cannot, if all we're looking at is the act of violence itself, the physical Physical, act, uh then we can be blind to all the invisible ways that Mm -hmm. violence is done on people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And and obviously... I'm just a biblical language guy, so I, I won't be able to don't <laughs> articulate. Say just, don't say just because so many people go into biblical languages, very few. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, I, but but I am not a political pundit, so, uh-huh. which yeah. is what I'm trying to say is that. So I obviously there's See, going that, to be that's things. The thing, no, uh, because I think much as we don't want to get involved in politics, but it's part of who we are in this world. Yeah, um, and, and so. Uh, we cannot turn a blind eye to what's happening in the news. Uh, when I say we cannot turn a blind eye, I'm not saying that that, that uh, uh, we can say all bad stuff about Dietrich Bonhoeffer for his participation in trying to overthrow the Nazi regime. And remember, he was one of the lone voices when the state church yeah. literally has caved into the Third Reich. Yeah. Uh, it caved in, and, and so uh, uh, instead of of, of, uh, of fighting the the evils of that empire of that day, they chose to remain silent yeah. and justified uh, what Hitler was doing all over Europe yes. against the Jews. And so, uh, but uh, he did what he did and connived with some officers in the overthrow, and eventually. Sort of got got caught, and uh, but uh, was he right in throwing his lot with the, the conspirators? And and uh, like I said, I, I I may have some reservations about the way to do it. I would have spoken against it. Like I said, it's very hard to not say anything in the pulpit about that. But I mean, I mean I'm not in a situation right now in our country where you know. Uh, we have a government that that's that's uh, gassing individuals or yeah. certain groups of people. We're not in the situation, so so it's hard. 
it yeah. is hard. But I, but like I said, they understand why you had to do what you needed to. Yeah, do. And, yeah. and and so. Yeah, so there's a, there's an aspect of conviction, mm. and 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 in a real way, the move of the Holy Spirit to convict and mm. to reveal ways in which um, uh, my way of being mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is it can be violent to someone just mm. m- <laughs> yes. just by the way. Um, I've said this from the pulpit once or twice: is that when we buy really cheap clothes. Mm-hmm. We're perpetuating violence to to low-income individuals, um, or s- really functional slaves in the third world, and um, that's not a, like a shame on you. Is that we all have participated in one way or another, mm-hmm. uh, and once I see it, I have to make decisions. Well, we, when we buy a product, we just look at how it looks good on us. Yeah, we never think about the material uh, aware or how that came about. Yeah the hands or, or how they're paid to do that. Uh, and, and so I think uh, we don't think about this. Yeah, things. and ignorance is bliss here. It really is. <laughs> because mm. if, if I don't have to think about it, mm. then if I don't have to think about it, then I don't have to be responsible for it. Mm. We, really take, we really take Paul's critique of the Gentiles and Romans seriously there, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, where they didn't know. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so ignorance really is bliss there, but I, I have to, I have to look at the world. Okay, so some people are be, are making my clothes for less than subsistence, and then they will be, they will have very little social mobility for the rest of their life in their third world nation, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Meanwhile, I get to buy a pack of twenty shirts for five ninety nine, and I'll use a coupon. You know, and and savings, savings, uh-huh. which is nice mm-hmm. um, because it's savings. But just for me to have that convenient little thing, someone paid for it somewhere down the line. Right. And I need to reckon with, is it OK that I keep doing this? Mm-hmm. And. and yeah. And everybody is different, which is why I think that there's there's you have to be aware of the material realities of each individual. Mm-hmm. Is that some people really are in a cycle of poverty? They can't afford to shop as ethically as they want, right? They don't have that kind of mobility. But if you do, mm-hmm. what is stopping us from it, or or yeah. or, or whatnot? Um, and and it's it's those realities that when we're blind to it, it's very easy to just mm-hmm. say nothing's wrong. Because I don't, I don't feel the actual mm-hmm. weight of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's degrees removed from me. And so, like, what, what would it be to, to, what would it be to imaginatively enter into the experience of somebody who in our country is historically oppressed? So um, let's not even use um, George Floyd. Let's, let's, let's step away from that for a second and think about native americans in our country mm. native americans are some of they're in the lowest percentile of income right mm-hmm. and, they're and, always offered uh how do you call that where they're offered property and and they have their own yeah reservation reservation is what correct that's the word reservation and and sadly 
I don't know if you can blame them for that, but then uh, uh, they built all these casino resorts yeah. around them and, and uh, the tax shelter to help them and all this and all that. And, and, they, and, they, and they easily give into that for one simple reason, for their own survival. So, so there, there's a, a, a play in there whereby they're being taken advantage of. Yeah. And so there's these little, there's these things that the world is complex mm-hmm. and, and I'm learning that more and more. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never want to be seen as, oh, I just hate one side. Mm-hmm. Actually, my, my reservations are for all the sides because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so. That's why dialogue is important yeah. here instead of, I think, uh, Marking people out for their for what their convictions are, I think it's never. It's I think it's lazy. It is, it is just being dismissive without without really listening. And and I think at the end of the day, uh, when we listen to each other, uh, we can learn from one another uh, without having to become ugly about each other. And and, you know, here's the thing too about uh, because many will say, well, our founding fathers is what we always love to quote them. Founding fathers were were Christians. No, they were not. Yeah, they were deists. Not all of them were. Uh, most of them were deists, mean to say, yeah, they believe in God, but they think that God has just turned his back on the world and, yeah. you know, because he was busy with other important things. So it's like, it's left up, up to us, you know, to, to the, the way we should manage or run our world. But uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. Yeah, so. So yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's tough mm-hmm. because... Uh, I don't know enough about very many things, but I do know that I do know that there are people who are very uh, much uh, hurting, and not only are they hurting, many people are even more angry, and many of them are not the church, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, okay, let's not have a t- discussion about the church. I mean, let's let's not have a discussion about them as the church. Mm-hmm. Let's have them. Let's talk about them as if they were the world. And what would you expect if they felt angry for being taken advantage of? What what should I do? shame on you? You shouldn't have done the violent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their answer would be, "Well, violence has been done to us." Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm the church. I'm part of the church. And what should the church do? And I don't think the church's response should be to to not listen to both sides. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Yet in the courts of the law, why say that every person is considered innocent until proven guilty? I mean to say, you have to give the guy a chance to speak out and say his side of the story. And, and, uh, and of course, that, that may not be tied to what we're discussing here, but I think uh, in a situation like this, I think, yes, there should be some, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, it, it doesn't, for me, and you know, violence begets violence. And, and, and was there something there when, when Peter struck the ears of one of the high priest servants and, and Jesus had put back your, your sword or do away with it for, you know, uh, uh, he who lives with the sword shall die by the sword. Uh, so violence does beget violence. And it's not helping in any way, shape or form. And, and when I see statues being being pulled down, uh, destroyed, uh, Columbus was a racist. I mean, huh. 
or for that matter, these generals, because they were on the Confederate side, then the, you know what, their statues has to be pulled down. I mean, something I want to ask, why? You know, I mean, what will that do? I mean, they're just there. I mean, they're not there promoting their, but they, for, for others, they were symbols of, of yeah. racism because uh, they owned slaves, you know, and of course, uh, that was one of the biggest issues during the civil war that took place. And that was the only one yeah. we've ever known in this soil, in at least continental America. Of course, Hawaii was a different thing. Yeah, but uh, then also the, all the, the, the conquest of the West was also something... How the West was won. Yeah, <laughs> through, a lot of, uh, through a lot of genocide, but yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's... That's quite interesting to me just when we're thinking about, I think we have to be able to, because I, I, know, I know that there's people who will look at the taking down of statues mm-hmm. and see it as very dangerous or, like, or they get angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, those statues mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm an American, full blood, I'm not full-blooded, but I, I've lived here all my mm-hmm. life, but... Um, those statues mean nothing to me. I don't care if that mm-hmm. statue gets taken down. But people do care if it's up. Sure, yeah. Um, and I mean, there will be people who care about that. But, but my only thing is, okay, uh, pulling that down, how does that advance your cause? <laughs> sure, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, how does that advance one's cause? Uh, it was there for decades. And, and uh, are we happy with some of the issues they have done back in the past? Certainly no. But... But what does yeah. that do to advance one's cause by tearing it down? You know, Bruce Lee would say when he made the, when he faced his opponent, he, you know, Bruce is the great, yeah. you know, and then uh, to, to, to threaten him, the guy takes a board and then, you know, smacks it and splits in two. And then Bruce Lee says, boards don't hit back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, my, my thing is, well, man, statues don't hit back. So, you know, why are you, why are you venting, you know, and, and taking yeah. it down and then kicking it and then spring on that thing you know <laughs> yeah and i think yeah. there 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 just might be something to unpack there about um like anthropologically about mm-hmm. about sim- symbols cultural yeah. symbols and things yeah. like that and mm-hmm. and and what they represent yeah and yeah for them i think the major thing is what at least for them it represented yeah yeah and and i think there's something to piece out there about what it represents to those who want to remain, want it to remain up, yeah. and those who want it to remain, you know, who those who want to tear it down. Yeah. There, there's a difference. There's a differential there that needs to be worked out, that only really gets worked out in vehemence. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and so with that, I mean, you you opened up a can of worms, Pastor James. I think that, mm. um, just to just to kind of wrap up a discussion. In the coming election, how should Christians comport themselves? What should we think about 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 our options? And what 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 is a what is a what does faithfulness look like here? I think we should look at what are the issues on the table. That's one. And what is the, and this is really a test on, also on our beliefs, 
and our convictions. And the question for me is, uh, how do we respond to our convictions? I think, because we both know that there's no party that's gonna be perfect. And others are, are more are more open about it by saying, well, you know, it's really a choice between the lesser of two evils. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they would say, which I think is a very simplistic answer. Yeah. But I really wanna know what the issues are and what you can bring to the table. Now, must, because here, here's the thing, uh, we always think in terms of what will benefit us. Okay, uh, economically, will this president put you know more money in my pocket? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's honestly thing. what I hear most of the yeah, time. Yeah. It, it's always the, the economics of things, and yet, and yet, uh, uh, there was a president in the past, and I want I'm not going to mention his name that that uh, even though he did great with the economy. Yet, uh, because he was morally not, you know, right in their eyes, even though he brought, he brought uh, economic good to the nation, still they, they, he was put down because he was not morally right, at least in the eyes of, 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 of some. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It is tough because... Uh, uh, I should not only think about myself or how yeah. it will benefit me. And I'm, I'm going to get, I, I hope people don't throw me under the bus for that because you want to, to think more about the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. You want to think more about the yeah. big picture. So what, yeah. it, what it sounds like is that for Christians to really um, contemplate faithfulness in America mm-hmm. during election season, it really means to consider that in order to love God, I'm going to have to think about neighbor mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to try and think holistically about what's best for my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe to, to not focus so much on what's best for my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice if those things coincide, but, yeah. um, uh, Can you have one without the other? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, I don't think, oh, that, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Hypothetically, if you could, yeah, um, that's why I think the tension is we're always doing a balancing act, uh, and 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 I think people struggle with the balancing act because uh, you can't have both, not all the time. In other areas, you may, that, but yeah, not in everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Pastor James. This is a challenge, challenging thought to think about um, as we are still in what 12 13 weeks mm-hmm. where people are protesting the death of Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. the murder of Breonna Taylor um and then weeks more for George Floyd mm-hmm. um people want justice mm-hmm. people want justice for for the looting as well mm-hmm. uh it's a wild wild world out there covid there is guy, raging uh, there was a guy that was already down and was uh in, in, in Portland, he was kicked on the head that sent him to the to the hospital. I think he's out now, but uh, uh, I didn't even want to look at the, the news when it was yeah. displayed on TV. And I thought, uh, uh, to not to to say that uh, that was that if things are a peaceful protest is not 
is not a reality. I think I said, uh, have you guys been been at least looking at the news? You know, so why that guy kicked the other guy when he was already down? Just and uh, and and this guy I think was the guy that got kicked on was trying to help a transgender woman flee the scene. And in the process of doing so, uh, when he was helping, uh, they ganged up on him and, and, they, and they beat him up. And then when he was done, another guy came back and just kicked him on the head. Thankfully, yeah. he died, you know. So it's those kind of things that, that uh, in the same way, what happened to George Floyd, when you see that, when you see that in pictures, uh, it raises something inside of you. Causes yeah. you to be, you know, just, just angry. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing I will say is that there's so many emotional responses out there. And uh, I, I sort of resent the fact that anybody says they're objective. Um, every objective, quote unquote, objective choice that you make is a selection. And you're making that selection in a network of emotions. So meaning... Uh, when you when you see something or when you hear a bit of news and you react, that's not a logical reaction first and foremost. It's a body. It's somatic. It's it's emotional. You have to pay attention to it. So if you react negatively to people protesting or saying Black Lives Matter, check yourself. Why? Just ask why. Don't even don't moralize it yet. Just say why do I feel this way? What am I reacting to? Um, in the same way, when you see. Um, you want to weigh it first. Uh, yeah, you want to weigh it first. When you see um, people saying all lives matter, what am I reacting to? Mm-hmm. Pay attention to it. Um, and that might teach you more about how to bring what you're going to actually contribute to a discussion and what you bring into a discussion more than just what you think is logical. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're not logical people. Mm-hmm. We fall in love. That we're, that's not logical at all. Um, and so... Just, I want to check ourselves as we step into this. Uh, but thank you for bringing up the discussion. It's um, really challenging. I'll think about that now. Well, that's it for episode zero of Live with PBNJ, the podcast. We talked about a lot of things today and it was completely unscripted. We didn't intend to talk about whatever we ended up talking about. Um, but hopefully that... Uh, what we talked about today was uh, challenging enough that it makes you think and have conversations with uh, people around you or at home to try and think about what it means to follow Jesus faithfully, even in uh, tumultuous political times. Um, So we're excited to release the very first episode where we're talking about the law on Tuesday. Um, This is just a little teaser so that you guys can figure out how to listen to podcasts, where to find it, and things like that. With that said, uh, hope you guys have a great day.